0: This is Ryan Stegman, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios.
1: What are y'all doing in
0: here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit.
1: An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This is a journey into sound.
0: And gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 160. My name is Jay, the Jedi Ross. Please excuse me while I flick my bick.
1: Rollin' baddies, smoke them blunts. Who smokes the blunts? Who smoke the blunts? Rollin' blunts and smoke the
0: blunts. <sighs> boochies indeed. Oh, rock that was fabulous. Hello, everybody. How are you doing tonight? It's great to have you all back. It's good to be here again in the L5J studios, hanging out, doing our thing. Tonight on the show, we welcome a fantastic guest. Her name is Crystal O'Rourke. She is badass. She's also known as the Indie Huntress. She is an independent comic book journalist for the TheOuthousers.com. Also a Dirk Manning Disciple, uh, you know you know how they can be. So uh, yeah, Crystal joins me tonight, and we talk about a fucking shit ton, boatload of fucking subjects. Uh, they kind of all just spring off uh, an interviewer talking to an interviewer, and we talk about the art of the interview. We talk about what it's like talking to all these crazy, insane, independent comic book creators. We talk about the Michigan comic scene. Of course, she's over there. I always want to say down there, but I'm learning to say kind of up and over there. Over there. Over there. Oh. But, uh, anyways, uh, we had a fantastic time with that. We sat and we, we spoke for just over an hour about varied subjects and we had a grand old time it was fantastic to get to know crystal i think after you sit here and get to know crystal that you too will also indeed want to sit down and read her articles which are uh they're deep deep stuff this girl cares about what she's doing cares deeply and passionately so uh yeah that's what's happening and that's what's gonna happen right now So uh, sit back, relax, uh, get yourself a cup of coffee or something. Maybe a nice honey lemon tea, perhaps. Uh, I'd stay away from the fago. It's always my uh, recommendation. Um, Things didn't go off on the right foot with us. So I'd get a nice cup of Timmy's or something like that. Uh, Pack yourself a bowl nice and tight, you know. Uh, flick your own becks uh, and enjoy my conversation with the indie huntress herself, ladies and gentlemen, the awesomeness that is Crystal O'Rourke.
1: Right, right, exactly.
0: Um, it was your day off, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually, I had today off. Well, a Sunday I was off Sunday too, but I drove down to Taylor to go to the show there, and then came back. But yeah, I was off today, and I I haven't accomplished much. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't accomplish anything on the outhouses. <laughs> well, you're accomplishing plenty, including an elegant weapon
0: into your day. So you know, and we thank you for that. So,
1: <laughs> it's really exciting. You have to uh, um. You know, I haven't been on, well, I, I, I've been on a few podcasts, but tell me more about your show. How long have you been doing this for?
0: Oh, look at her. Instantly, she's flipping the script on me, eh? <laughs> um, No, yeah. I've been doing this for, uh, well, this right now that we're recording is episode 160. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think I started in September 2012.
1: Oh wow. So I uh, so for 3 years and 160 episodes. That's really impressive. It's, it's
0: it's okay. It's uh you know the the episodes are not quite at the count that they you'd think over almost 3 years because there were times when I you know this is a pure love and a passion but not so serious that I'm going to flip out if I don't get an episode out in a week. Right. So, so you know, there's been a lot of skipped weeks and vacations and This and that sort of thing, but yeah, it's uh, it started out just me and a friend in the basement, uh, smoking dubs and talking shit. Awesome, and at that time just happened to be uh, when the new 52 was starting, okay? So that just naturally became a topic that we were talking about a lot because it was new and we were into it. And the only reason the show was called An Elegant Weapon is because I'm a lightsaber freak, but it was never my intention to do a Star Wars podcast. You know? Okay. So it just it went on, and then we just, we just kept talking comics and talking comics. And we kind of cemented it on episode 25 when we got Michael Zapsik to come on from AMC's Comic Book Men. Oh, wow. And it kind of from that moment was like, okay, this is a comic book podcast or, you know, like a geek genre kind of podcast. But, you know, we were also giant potheads, which was something that a lot of people weren't doing at the time, you know. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of podcasts about pot, and there's a lot of podcasts about comic books and Star Wars. But there's not many that I know of that, you know, beautifully combine the two, right?
1: <laughs> right. That's, well, yeah. I mean, how can – you can't get – too much more awesome than that i mean you really can't
0: i didn't think so you know that's why i enjoyed to do it but then we just gradually uh we started meeting people on twitter and other podcasts and just gradually started having guests and that went on for about 70 episodes and then he left to do other stuff and i kept her going and since then because uh, it's become like central around me that uh, it's kind of basically became more of an interview conversational show, you know, and there's nobody more willing to talk about their shit than independent comic artists.
1: <laughs> it, it, that is so the truth too. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, you know, cause we did this uh, same type of thing on our show, you know, we ended up and it wasn't, it was not intended to be that way when it started out, but You know, I can't say no to people. I love everybody. I want to hear about everybody's work, you know what I'm saying? So we started having guests on the show and that that's how it ended up being. I mean, we're not doing the show anymore. um, Right. You know, not as of right now um, you know, I wanted to focus more on my writing and, and so did she, and, you know, she's going through, uh, everything right now after the loss of her husband. So I was like, you know, we, we just need to take a break and we need to walk away from it for a little while. And then, you know, maybe at some point we'll come back to it. Absolutely. But, um, That's awful. But, well, right. Exactly. So, you know, we've been, you know, there's been a lot going on with that too, but, you know, it's, it's been, it's been good. You know, I want to see her, um, uh, you know, complete the poetry book that she's been talking about doing for a while. So that's something that I'm really, really pushing for her to do. You, you know, it when once everything kind of calms down, which could be, you know, which will take a while, you know, she's got three kids to take care of. Um, but yeah, uh, on the independent creators subject, yeah, they all love to talk about their work, and I love listening to it. I mean, there's so many great, there's so many great people out there with awesome comics, you know, and and to spread the word about that is even is even cooler because it's interesting, you know. You start with one person, and that person leaves you leads you to another, and another, and another, and then pretty soon, you know three four five hundred different people that make comics you get to the point where you're like shit i don't know who's doing what anymore
0: (laughs) totally i hear you sometimes i'll see a comic book uh with a new kickstarter or something and i can honestly not remember if i've had them on the show or not (laughs) i seriously i'm i know it's gonna happen one day i'm gonna ask someone to be on the show and they're gonna be like dude remember and i was like i'll be like "Oh, oh yeah Right. (laughs) Because you lose count after a while. Because a lot of my shows as well is, uh, I love to do con coverage, right? Right. And uh, so, you know, here in Toronto, I've got Fan Expo and 100,000 other Comic Cons going on in the area any weekend. Like, we are just absolutely spoiled to death around here. Always something going on. So you know, I've I've just I've talked to so many people and had a chance to meet so many awesome people who're so passionate about what they're doing, and I know like and on the con episodes, I, you know, I'll have like a three part fan expo, you know, with like five to six different interviews in each, right? Okay. So, so it's very easy to lose track, but just so many cool people. You're right, and and. Yeah, kids, if you're starting a podcast, if you're worried about getting people to have as guests, just make sure you do it about comic books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You will <laughs> you will never run out of guests, ever.
0: <laughs> no, ever. See, so it started with that, and then in the beginning, shortly after I started the podcast, uh, Drunk on Comics podcast began. And I randomly came across Drunk on Comics on Twitter one day. And I, and I was like, Ooh, this, this looks interesting, gave it a listen, loved it, thought it was great. I was like, these guys are ridiculous, but they at the same time know what they're talking about, and they're having a fun time doing it. So I started chatting with them and uh, ended up being their first and only ever cross pod. We did one way back in the day where we each released the episode of us hanging out together. And ever since that day, I just got tight with those boys and hanging out. And uh, one day, they were like, "Why don't you come to Motor City Comic Con?" And that's when things really got crazy because already being in such a rich, incredible community like we have around here in Ontario, as far as arts, art, and artists, and comics, and you know, schools and educate the whole thing. It's just it's crazy around here. And then to go to Michigan. And to meet this group of people that just blew my mind, like there's there's a support structure going on in Michigan, unlike anything I've ever seen. It's it, it's insane.
1: It it really is. God, you know, I cannot even tell you how much I love living in the Detroit area because of that reason.
0: Yeah, it it, it I, I try to figure out where it comes from because you know it's not like. Uh, you know very extremely talented people but you know there's extremely talented people everywhere right awesome comic books but there are awesome comic books everywhere but it it really is the support there's something about the way that people in Michigan pick each other up and want to see each other succeed that uh i don't know it it, it it's very i identify with it they, there's a very canadian mentality to, to michigan in the way that you know they 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 brave through you guys brave through just as much cold and misery and hell as we do. And there's something that toughens people when they kind of go through that. So there's that Northern people mentality, but I don't know. There's just something so grassroots about the thing, you know,
1: you know, there really, there really is. Um, and that's, that's part, that's a big part of why I love doing this kind of thing so much is because of the reason that you just listed there. Um, you know, a lot of uh, the people from uh, the Michigan scene that are all kind of connected together, like Dirk Manning, Tony M- Miello, Rob Humphrey, Pat Koala, Eric Gutierrez, Casey Pierce, Westlake, Fosgett, uh Mariquin, you know, all of those guys, you know, they all kind of converge together in a little separate community of their own almost, <laughs> you know, they're all kind of connected together, but any, any single one of them that you talk to will reach out to you and help you in any way that they possibly can. They are all about paying it forward. Okay. All right. So they've gotten to the point where they're successful with their works. Okay. Now, their mentality is, is, is how can I help you get here, too, as well? What can I do for you to promote your work and give you the push that you need to be motivated to pick yourself up and keep going? Because, you know, the thing of it is, is, is yeah, you know, we all have struggled whether it be uh, financially or through devastating life events or trying to pick our dreams up off of the ground. And that's like you said, you know, that's the Northern mentality of, of, okay, all right, my neighbor is suffering, you know, how can I help them? And it's, it's a really beautiful thing. It makes, I think it's what makes the difference on the scene around here. And I think that's the exact kind of, Uh, personality that really draws more people into the art scene around here. Because what you notice is, is, is is any of the shows that I've been to around here and I haven't been to many, but everybody is really friendly. You know, they're, they're willing to listen to each other's pitches and help each other out in any way, shape or form that they possibly can. If I'm, you know, I've only ran at a, I've only ran a table twice now and during both of those times, I was more than happy to grab business cards from any of my buddies that were there and say, okay, all right, well, if you're not interested in what I'm doing, here's some people that you might want to go talk to based off of your interests. And that worked out really well. That's, I mean, but that's the whole thing. That's the only way that you're going to get anywhere in this industry is, is by helping each other out. You know, we can't look at each other as if we're competition. We have to spread the word about each other and, and just continually, you know, pay it forward, pay it forward and pay it back.
0: Absolutely. It's uh, see, there's a certain, <clears throat> there's a certain group that I, I hope and, you know, do consider myself lucky enough to be a part of, of certain people who aren't even from Michigan and just got sucked the hell in, you know. When you mention people like Dirk Manning and uh, people like Mark McKenna, you know, big time stud like Mark McKenna, and he he felt it too. He was just like, "There's something going on here. There's something in the water." And I have been around. Like I, you know, I just did Denver Comic Con this year, great Philadelphia Comic Con. Uh, I get around a little, and uh, every place has got you know what's super cool about it but michigan is a complete second home to me now like motor city comic con next to or probably right there with fan expo those are my christmases for the year and i don't get more excited for anything than those two events you know and uh yeah just the friends and super cool people it's uh it's fantastic to see so uh, how, how did it start for you like how how did the indie huntress begin and such
1: um how far do you want me to backtrack?
0: I don't know. Uh, start way back. <laughs> like, well, when did you get into comics? Were you always into comics as a kid? or
1: Actually, no. You know, I grew up in uh, northern Michigan, and comic shops were unheard of where, where I lived at. I mean, I didn't know anything about comics other than, you know, the little bit about, you know, the general popular superheroes. Um, it wasn't until I moved to... Uh, the Detroit area about six years ago that I started getting into comics, What it, it was really weird how it happened, too, because what had happened was, well, I lived in this area once before uh, with my parents when I was younger. Uh, we were here, we were in uh, Royal Oak for about a year or so, and... Um, uh, there was a video store that I always used to go to, um, like a cult video shop that, you know, did a, that specialized in a lot of B-movies. It's unfortunately shut down now, which is really sad. Um, it was called Thomas Video in Clawson. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, it was great. A lot of indie film, a lot of cult stuff. I mean, it was it was heaven in there. So anyways, What had happened was, is when I moved back here and, you know, I was hanging out with some of my old buddies and whatnot, uh, my my boyfriend, uh, Adam, said, oh, yeah, he's like Jim, uh, Jim, the owner of Thomas Video, made a movie. I'm like, oh, awesome, you know. So we watched it. And at the end, it showed um, one of the people that was in the film, uh, Chris Brown, it listed that he uh, owned a comic shop now I'm like oh we got to go check it out we got to go say hi to this guy so that's where it started for me he had just he, he had hit the shop open for about I went it somewhere in between six months and a year at that point so I started there and you know we went in we talked, talked to him about Thomas Video and his relationship with those guys and whatnot I'm like you know I wouldn't mind picking up a couple of comics but I don't really know what I want to read I'm not really into the whole superhero thing. I feel like I'm not going to get caught up. You know, I don't want to dive into Marvel and DC because I, I feel like I'm just going to spend all my money on back issues and never be caught up. No, it's it's not really that big of an interest to me. Oh I, God, and, you're telling me. <laughs> I just, yeah, you know, I just wasn't into it. Do I appreciate? Do I appreciate what those guys do at the big two? Yes. Yeah, do I respect it? Yes. Do I harp on a lot? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> do I continually say, you know, I would probably wipe my ass with this if I could afford it? Yes. But <laughs> so he introduced me. He introduced me to some titles from Image, um, and and that, that's where I started. Uh, you know, uh, Chew. Right. Chew is. I I've collected that since issue one. Um, it's a good book and it, 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 oh, I love it so hard I'm I'm going to try I've tried a couple of times to get in contact with layman and Gilleroy and I feel like maybe now if I try again for, for an interview mm-hmm. potentially'll it so I'm gonna try again because hey, I really want
0: it. you know what here here's a, little, a quick little tidbit for you on that is obviously what's the worst anybody can ever say is no but Back back when I started this podcast, it was episode 25, and uh, I was on Twitter, and I just happened to tweet out – because there was a group of podcasters having a conversation about their dream guests, people they'd love to have on their show. And I just okay. tweeted at them, and I said, I would love to have Mike Zapsic on my podcast. I'd love to pick that guy's brain. Okay. And I get a response from Mike Zapsic saying, when and where, let's do it. Yeah. oh yeah and i was like right on so we called him up we got him on skype and we sat there for an hour and just talked shit about comics it was fucking amazing
1: dude that's so fucking awesome oh my god yeah so
0: you <laughs> never know you never know and then when it got to our 100th episode uh i called him up again and i was like hey dude uh you, you know you kind of got us off the floor do you mind popping back for our 100th episode special and he called up and, you know, he called in for like, I think it was like 15, 20 minutes. We chatted again. And uh, that was after the success of all his show and everything. So it was super, su- super nice guy. Just amazing. So that just goes to show you sometimes it'll you never not try. Always try. Right. Right.
1: Exactly. And that's and that's something that I definitely want to do, but I need to get this huge other project behind my back before I do that. Because if I'm gonna go into that, I want to be damn well prepared. Because you,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
1: I love their work so hard. So hard. <laughs> only person, the only person's work that I can say that I love as much as I love that, or at least pretty damn close, is Dirks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right on. Dirk and his disciples, man. You know, uh I when I did at Motor City this year, I uh he was kind enough and gracious enough to let me sit in and do his uh moderate his right or wrong panel this year. So I posted that as a live episode. I and and I've had a few okay people on this show, you know, like Mike Zapsik. and I've had a few, you know, name named individuals who, you know, work in the industry and stuff. Dirk Manning's episode single-handedly did 400% better than any episode I've ever done
1: <laughs> Dirk has Dirk has a massive massive following of loyal loyal friends and fans and it, you know honestly they're not even fans most of them are friends because he has I don't think he sees a difference I don't think so either you know, I really don't. And he doesn't treat anybody like a fan. He treats everybody like like friend and family.
0: Yeah, completely selfless.
1: Exactly. Yeah. E- exactly. I mean, I can't I I I can't even say enough good things about the man. And when I got to interview him on for the Outhousers that was uh, that was my dream come true right there. Because honestly, it's not going to I mean uh, that that's where my proudest moment is and always will be. it it is, it is because, you know, I really, you know, I, I really look up to him a lot and he's, he's a very good friend of mine and he's the reason why I do this. Oh, it's amazing.
0: No, I totally get you. I'm teasing you, but yeah, I, I totally get it. There's, He's, he's, he's a very inspirational individual, you know.
1: <laughs> I'm really lame. I get all gushy and stuff. <laughs> oh no, you're
0: you're on the right show. You know, half the time on this show, I end up I getting on somebody like I dig, and I just end up gushing for like, ever, and I have to remind myself to to pull it back in. Like I'll do right now. So, <laughs> you get into the comics, and what does what leads you to decide that you you're so into this and you get so into it and so passionate about it. When does it click? And you're like, Hey, I want to write about this stuff. I want to talk to people about this stuff.
1: Well, that didn't really happen until recently, to be honest. So, all right. So fast forward a few more years. Okay. So last year, so I, I got introduced into comics in 2010 when I moved here. Okay. <laughs> so not really that long ago. Um, I met Dirk, on facebook okay Uh, the guy that owns the comic shop that i go to chris brown who's a very good friend of mine that comic shop is is the best damn thing ever i will not go anywhere else that is my spot that is where i'm loyal to if i buy anything in another comic shop which i have twice i felt like a dirty dirty whore for doing it
0: (laughs) Awesome <laughs> stepping out. Hey, well everybody's got their home, their LCS, you know. What's up, altered states in Clarkson, Ontario? You know? but I, I totally feel you.
1: <laughs> so I met Dirk on Facebook and um you know it was it was through it was through a thread with Chris talking about how he was gonna be there at a signing in December. I'm like, oh, you know, that's cool, you know, whatever. And I started talking to him and then started talking to him about his work a little bit. And then so I ordered the um, Nightmare World series, uh, the the three trade paperbacks online from Amazon. And I went to go see him in Southgate in October. It was either October, or November. November, that's when it was. So I went to go see him in Southgate in November at a comic shop there, and I bought a and I bought uh, the first trade paperback to Mister Re, and I also bought Right or Wrong, and I was at this comic shop that I'd never been to before, and John Mariquin was there too. I don't know if you do you know him?
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with him.
1: Okay, God, I love his work. It's it's totally bitching. His artwork is insane. Um, he's got uh, a new book coming out with Dirk soon uh it's a reboot of right
0: the uh el mariachi yeah
1: yes that's gonna be awesome you're gonna love it you have to get on it um (laughs) so anyway sorry i'm
0: that's okay (laughs) it looks cool i've seen like just the sample art that we've seen so far and it looks amazing i I, i'm excited about it for sure dude i can't
1: wait (laughs) (laughs) anyway so i sat down I, I, I went in there and I, there was nobody else in there, but, but me. And um I sat down on the floor and I was just yapping at Dirk for God. I think I was in there for like two hours, just talking. And a couple other people kind of came and went in between that. time. we talked about everything from, you know, metal bands that we liked to, to comics to, you know, the stuff that he was doing with his work. And it was just really, um it was just really, really amazing to hear you know to hear him talk and he had just so much energy especially when he was talking about his work I'm like man you know like I want to go make some fucking comics now this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh that that's where I got started it so once I'd become friends with him and and, and John online I started connecting the dots and with other people I would start talking to other people on their threads about their work and then I met David Brown and then I met Dan Noakes and then I met this person and that person and that person and you know I would buy their work you know whenever I could afford it or or just talk to them about it in general and kind of share it online and everything else and um you know because because I was excited about it because I get excited hearing about other people's passions it, it, it lights me up too. And I want to know more about it. I just I just love talking to people in general about whatever it is that they have going on. So then I meet J.M. Hunter, who works for the who writes on the Outhouses as well. I met him through somebody else. he was tagged in somebody's photo and we started going back and forth and then we started messaging each other and we were talking about independent creators and this that, and the other thing and he's like well I've noticed that you know you share quite a bit of work he's like and I'm kind of looking to step out of the outhouse or is he ran a column on there called the indie hunter where he did uh similar to what I'm doing now and he ended he the <laughs> interviewed <laughs> sorry interviewed independent creators on there and he said look I'm looking to step out of this you know I want to focus I'm I'm in school I'm going back to school right now and I want to focus more on my art and the comics that I want to make and this seems like this would be something good for you are you interested and I'm just you know screaming through text messaging are you fucking serious of course I want to do this yes let's do it right now let's go <laughs> Yeah, I was all, you know, s- stupid girl giddy about it. Well, that's and that's uh,
0: awesome though, you know, when, when an opportunity comes up, you're supposed to get stupid giddy about it. It's it's why we do this, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I mean, I'll I'll level with you though, you know, my first couple articles suck shit. You know, I was nervous, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't have, you know, didn't really have any uh a real experience in journalism.
0: Well, you should have heard um, the first it, couple it at episodes all whatsoever. First couple episodes of this podcast we're talking about like Portuguese man-of-wars and shit. Like they were awful. They were just horrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not that <not> terrible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Isn't it nice though when you look back? I know it's been a bit of a short time, but even in, you know, it's kind of a short time too I've been doing this show, but you know, horrible in the beginning, but as long as you stick with it, and of course, try, 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 and blah, 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 you, you do get better, and you can see it, and that gets you even more excited to just, you know, keep kind of perfecting your craft, you know?
1: Well, right, and that's and that's just the thing. You know, once, you know, I started, so I started doing uh, the stuff on The Outhousers as the Indie Huntress at uh, the end of April. April 24th was when the first article was released, and that was a collaboration Uh, With Hunter and I both, uh, you know, it was called Passing of the Torch. It was, you know, him saying his goodbyes and then introducing me, coming in, taking over the column. So, now, here it is, August, what is today? August 18th, and I have now published 43 or 44 articles to date.
0: God damn! Uh, (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been I got really excited. That's great. No, <laughs>
0: churn it out. Pound it out. Make it rain. I hear that. That's awesome. You got something to say, say it often.
1: <laughs> and and I have been too, you know, there was a lot of trials that first month, you know, because I, you know, the site was really confusing. You know, I've been a while since I'd really done anything like that, you know. And in the first Two and a half or the first up until, gosh, I want to say like mid-June. Mid-June, I was going to the damn library to post these articles. So I had a two-hour time limit. So that meant I had to get everything out and say what I wanted to say. Because, you know, I, I write these in an, kind of a in a weird way. It's kind of half blog, half interview. So I have the interview set up, but then I do my part of you know, however long I feel like talking about whoever it is that I'm writing about. uh, And, uh, you know, kind of reviewing their work and talking a little bit about how I get how I got to know this person and what I think of whatever it is that they're doing, Um, because I feel like, you know, if I speak to people as if I'm, you know, in a room with them, talking to them and letting them know my thoughts pre-interview, maybe that'll get them more interested in the situation. And I think that it's worked out pretty well. You know, I've built um, a a pretty good following of readers, it seems like, and I try to promote it as much as I can through uh, my various social media outlets uh, you know, trying to bring more attention to these people because they do deserve attention. You know what? Fuck, fuck whatever Marvel and DC is doing. I'm sorry. I mean, they've been regurgitating the same shit repeatedly. <laughs> there are other books out there. There's so much wonderful, there's so many wonderful creators out there and that's what my thing, that's what my hang up and passion is. is, 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 is I want people to to pay attention to something else, for God's sakes, stop crabbing about the costume changes. Go read something that makes sense. Go read a real story. I mean, I, you know, hey, whatever. You know what? It, that's probably gonna <laughs> piss people off that I just said that too, and I don't even.
0: Well, no, no. There needs to be <laughs> something needs to be said on the other side because we need to be reminded once in a while. Like, see, uh, like. Uh, you know, I have room in my heart for everything. Not saying that you have no heart or anything, but... Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a big... Actually, you know what?
1: I'm a hot so, spot for the Hulk, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm actually, I'm not a big Marvel guy. Marvel, Marvel kind of turns my stomach quite often. But uh, I am a big DC kid. I have been since I was two years old. And uh, I, I like my superheroes godly. I like them punching planets. I don't want to identify with them and this kind of shit. But... But I I also feel the other side where it's like there are so many countless stories to be told, and when you have these stories in you, all you want to do is share them with people. And it's one thing I feel very lucky about this podcast to be able to do is take these independent people and just give them a, a soapbox for a while, you know, if even an hour, a chance to explain why they're doing what they do and why they love it, you know. And it's great to hear out of them, you know. So. Right. Yeah, it's definitely, right. and that's what I enjoy about your articles. Your articles—I don't even like to really call them articles. They're more like pieces. Like they're—they're they're pretty in depth. Like you, you get in there, and uh, it's a read. You know, it's not like just you can sit there and hit that link on your Facebook and read that. You know, that couple paragraph thing that was written on whateverwhatever.com. Like you know, I—I I started reading your articles, and I was like, okay, I actually I have to sit down and like read here. <laughs> Which I appreciate, you know what I mean. It's not just kind of some fluff piece, you know. There's not there's not much fluff to what you do.
1: No, no, there isn't. Um, yeah, there there has been a few times where maybe you know give as 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 much as I should have, but the thing of it is is as my thought was, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this all the way. There's, there's no, there's no half ass in it, if I, if I can avoid it, um, you know, but it also really depends too on how much I know the person and, and their work too. Uh, you know, some of them are, are really, you know, really, really in there. And then some of them aren't as much as I would like them to be. Uh, but then again, we're all our own worst critics, right? Oh. I go back through and I Some of them like, damn it, I should have asked this or that or, you know, whatever, and I didn't think about it at the time. Oh, that's
0: the number one thing. When as an interviewer, you gotta let that go quick because I found that would just drive me crazy for a while. I'd listen back to a show and be like, why didn't I ask them this? How did I not ask them about that? But you know what? Just gotta maybe save it for another time or just that conversation. That's what I love about podcasting. It's it's a thing where the interview is caught in time. It's not something you can kind of piece apart later or or kind of a range, or it, that's what it is. So if you miss something, you missed it. If, you know, if if something went whatever way, that's just the natural way of it is. It's one thing I love about the art of conversation, you know? So I, I can appreciate the, the yeah, damn it, I've I got to get that next time sort of thing, you know?
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. Well, that and, too... You know, the first couple that I did, I did them over the phone and then transcribed later. I'm like, no way. I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like effort, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Sorry, guys. It's not that I don't want to hear your voices because I do, but no. (laughs) just, no.
0: Well, yeah, at that point, you might as well just, like, release the recording, you know?
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. At that point, you might as well. But So I started, um, you know doing them through email which I like better uh and le- and let me tell you why because it leaves people alone with their thoughts because then they can elaborate without me interrupting every 5 seconds going oh my god that's awesome <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's smart that's I hadn't thought of doing something that way but that that must help and then afterwards yeah they can totally give you something a little more in depth yeah
1: Right, exactly. And then it makes building the article itself significantly easier because this is all just, you know, it's a labor of love and it's voluntary work. I do it, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I do it because I love it. You what know, do you, and you look
0: for in an interview when you're looking for it? Is it, is it usually you're just a fan of their work? Because for me, I have this thing about since my interview is through the media of conversation, it's. I'm almost hunting in a way myself for what I have in common with them. It's, uh, you know, it's, it, I I don't know. Like, you, you can sit there and, you know, you can ask the same old questions to every creator you meet. You know, oh, how'd you think of this idea? Or where'd this come from? Or blah, 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 blah. So I try to get in there on a level where there's something. It's almost selfish. I almost look at my interview style as selfish because I'm trying to find something in them that interests me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm trying to dig through them to get to something where that excites me and gets me going where I'm asking more questions and getting more detailed with what I want to get out of them, you know what I mean?
1: Right. No, that isn't that isn't selfish at all because that's what makes for a good interview. Is is when you can both speak passionately about whatever subject is at hand and that's what's going to get your listeners more interested in it as well because if you're just doing the typical back and forth with oh you know how did you do this or how did you do that people aren't going to give a shit they aren't i mean and that's just i mean i'm sorry i'm putting it so bluntly but it's
0: <laughs> no it's true <laughs> it's totally true it's it, and it can make for the coolest stuff like when you don't just come at it as wanting to present an interview from that person, but wanting to present an interview from that person that was done with you. Like you don't want people just to just say, Oh cool. An interview with so-and-so you want them to say, Oh, this, Oh, an interview by this person with so-and-so. And because that kind of gives it, I don't know. To me, it gives it its own like identity. Like for example, I, I really went crazy. I got the chance to moderate Jonathan Frake's panel down in Philadelphia. Right, so with okay, so you're thinking, what do you think when you're going to do a Commander Will Riker panel? You're going to talk about Star Trek. That's what people want to hear, right? Blah blah blah. And somehow, within five minutes, I had turned it into a conversation with him about Doctor Who. And why? I, I I I'm still not sure how it happened. Uh, he didn't like almost to the point where it it started because the artist, uh jk woodward was there who did the star trek doctor who crossover comics okay and somehow that came up very very quickly and he got and then he flipped it on me and started asking me about doctor who and it turned into a conversation panel about doctor Who. i'm talking to jonathan Frakes about doctor who it just made no fucking sense right but (laughs) but it was fun as hell like it made for a really unique panel, like probably something, you know, afterwards he was like, that was really fun. You know, that was a good job, you know, and you can tell when they had a good time doing it, you know, they most of them are pretty obvious about if they've, you know, enjoyed themselves. And I, I was pretty confident that he had enjoyed himself and it was, a you know, a bit off the normal track than he's used to having. So I was, I was really proud of that moment, you know?
1: Right. And that's, you know, God, that's what I loved. That's what I really loved about uh, doing our show is because. You know, they would always get so off the rails. I mean, because, I mean, you got to figure, it's two chicks having a lot of dudes on the show. So, you know, the first, like, 20 minutes, half hour is always just dirty, dirty jokes. <laughs> what was the show called again, Sorry, It was called The Mistresses of Mayhem and Chaos.
0: Nice. And you did that with?
1: Michelle Gallagher.
0: Right, that's her name.
1: So, you know, I mean, we got, for example, you know, we got Bob Sally who does Salvagers, coming on our show, and he came on our show twice, and the second time he came on was really great. Like, the first, God, like, half hour, we were just talking about GTA and hookers. And- <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not sure if we accomplished anything on that episode or not. I doubt it.
0: <laughs> but hey, if the episode exists, you accomplished something. <laughs> you remembered to hit record.
1: <laughs> but that's but that's the thing though. You know, like like you said, uh the nail flow of conversation, I think that's um, you know, something that people really appreciate, especially while listening uh it's a podcast you know there is something that really I gotta get this out there and I I will not name names (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) I know let's 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 uh let's talk some shit here for a minute so (laughs) shit away (laughs) (laughs) so I saw this post on uh, on on Facebook I'm going to try to be careful here. And it was for, um, it it was somebody's page that they were, uh, they wanted to promote uh, independent creators and they said, um, you know, if you want to do an interview with us, fill out this information so i I clicked on it i'm like oh okay so what are these guys doing differently because i do that i spy the shit out of people who want to know what they're doing with their interviews that i can do better
0: oh of course i wouldn't call that spying that that's more research
1: (laughs) well yeah i mean you know i you know that's that's the thing i don't want to bring this same old stuff to the table i want it i want it to be personalized around each person that i'm doing it. For, if i possibly can i mean there are some things that i have regurgitated and, and and whatever but you know i'm i'm always looking for ways to improve how can i do this better what can i not do that i don't like right how how, how can i you know possibly make the most out of this not just for myself but for whoever it is that i'm interviewing as well because you got to figure not only am i interviewing this person but typically I'm also promoting their work because ultimately that is my goal is to bring them more readers. Of course. More readers. Yeah, of course. But I, I I want it to be about them, you know? So anyway, so I saw this post about, you know, Oh, if you would like to do an interview with us, fill out this form below. So I take a look at it and it's just a freaking prefabbed interview of like eight questions. And they're all the same. That's lame. I want to get there. no effort at all. I mean, do you yeah. even care at that point?
0: Well, I can <laughs> see why that would be – see, that's an insult to both of us in two different ways because it's an insult to you as a writer and an interviewer where you probably take a great time and concern in constructing your questions. You know, if you if someone's gonna take the time to answer a questionnaire or or whatever that you've sent them through email, you 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 don't want the same old shit. Like what color are your eyes? You want, you know, well constructed thought out questions that they have to think about a well constructed answer. And that makes for a good article. Where on my side it's that just destroys the natural flow of a conversation if you're gonna have eight pegged out points to talk about. You know what I mean? Like it's different if you're doing like there's some shows that'll do that but they more have like segments or you know like like drunk on comics they do a great job of where they have set up segments you know like booze in a book and off the shelf that's that's different but you know if you're just going to be like we're just going to sit here and you know ask you a question wait for your answer to be done and then ask you and already know the eight next questions that's not a conversation that's that's bullshit
1: well, right. Exactly. That's what I thought. I mean, I got so angry when I saw that I was ready to just flip over my coffee table and laptop and be like, <laughs> <"Well>, fuck it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's definitely lame, man. That's uh, you can't get nothing real out of people if you go to that point. Like like your post today, uh, I saw you were you know, you reached a bit for the stars and you thought to yourself, you know, could I interview Bob Camp? And I saw that, and I was like, "Okay, fuck yeah, you can." Because a, he's just the nicest fucking guy. Like, he's just a super cool guy. If you were talking about like, would he be able or willing to? Absolutely. And would you? Would you? Would it be like a difficult interview? Absolutely not. Because we couldn't get him to shut up. It was Motor City Comic Con, and we were introduced by Dirk. Dirk actually introduced us, and he, he had he had a few uh, a few wobbles in him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he, he just spilled it, man. He was and oh, the guy can curse like a sailor. It's fantastic, but
1: oh yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, and, but great stories. And he didn't hold back. It was the first time ever that I had to edit something. Uh, well, maybe not the first, but the, the like the first time where it was a concrete. Like his wife came up to us and said, "You got to cut that shit out." <laughs> like there was one one particular story he told us. And, uh, I, I, while he was telling it, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to be able to air this shit. And then sure enough, after his wife was like, uh, yeah, no. And I was like, yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll cut that out. But, you know, we sat on the patio, uh, drunk on comics and us and we, Tony and Derek and him, and just had a great old time listening to him just go off. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure you'd have a great time getting a chance to chat with him. So definitely go for it.
1: Amazing. Oh, I, I would love that so hard. You know, I just, you know, I am i couldn't friend him on Facebook because he's maxed out on friends, but I am following him and I have commented on a few of his posts and things like that. And he's, you know, had a few exchanges with me through that. So I, I, I don't think it would be an issue at all. I'm pretty sure that I could do it. But, you know, I got to tell you, it can I, I have to tell you about the project that I have upcoming as soon as I'm There's two more people that I need that I absolutely need to take care of uh, right now. Um, But for my 50th article, I wanted to do uh, 50 independent creators you should be paying attention to. Awesome. I I wanted to do something special, and then I almost got into a damn wreck on my way home from work, So I was sitting there thinking about it, and I'm on 696. I'm like, fuck it. That's it. That's what we're doing. Oh, my God. It's going to be awesome. So I'm like clicking on Facebook. This is how it's going to go down. And, you know, I got home that night and I wrote I immediately had my 50 names. But the problem is, uh, is, is I'm going to have to keep I'm going to keep it to 50. Um, Because there were other people that were like, oh, you know, I I should be in this and I should be in this. And I'm like sitting here going, oh, well, maybe I could do a few more than 50. No, it's going to lose its allure. I'm going to cut it to 50 and that's going to be it.
0: Yeah, and you got to keep it your list too because, you know, I think everyone like when they saw that and when I saw that, first thing I thought was you want to start recommending people because you can't know everybody, right? So who, I, I instantly in my head I was like, "Oh my gosh, has she heard of this person or this person or this person or this person?" And uh, so God, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's it's a fantastic idea. Like I think that's great. That'll I know I know that'll take a bit of work on your part, but I would it, greatly I, look forward to reading it.
1: I mean, there's a okay. From the picture, you could see a few of the names, but I'm not even going to tell everybody that's involved. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to be what I think of this person, and it's going to be, oh, my God. I have the picture in my head of how the whole layout is going to be, and it's going to be, oh, my God, so many hours worth of work, but it is going to be so fucking incredible. I know that it is. I'm going to own the shit out of that. Right on. (laughs) You make that list, honey. You make that list. I'm an ass. I'm sorry. No, it's
0: great. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love what you're doing these days. It's fantastic. And, you know, things grow out of what you get to do and who you get to meet. And, you know, it's, you know, oh, since 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 Drunk On Comics brought me out there, it's, it's amazing how my stable of friends and, in a way, family have grown. And the things I've gotten to do just off of it, never mind having these great conversations on a podcast like I never realized the opportunities that would open up to me for, for just talking to people you know like other people start getting you involved in their stuff you know like I remember the first time I saw an elegant weapon as an easter egg in a comic book oh
1: that's so awesome
0: yeah and the first time I ever saw it was a comic book called uh, The Adventures of Superstoner. Stoner <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are two fantastic dudes, and uh you know they've this was early on, I got to know them, and you know had kind of a you know they kind of sponsored the show sort of where I was just pumping them a lot, and they were pumping me a lot back in the day and they you know they are greatly responsible for a lot of the original fan base we got for an elegant weapon so uh to the adventures of Super Stoner, I love you guys. But uh there's a few spots like there's one part in uh S- Superstoner when he's in his apartment and he opens his fridge there's like an elegant weapon sticker on it.
1: Oh that's so awesome. But yeah,
0: and there's another point I can't remember. But then there's a few other comics. There's another comic called Human which is a great sci-fi kind of graphic novel uh by Gabe Smith and Ryan Merrill and we got they were one of our first interviews way back in the day. And uh really cool guys with a fantastic book and in the back of the book the very last page. I couldn't believe it when I turned to it, and it said "special thanks" and in big bold letters. It's says special thanks to an elegant weapon and the Woo Mates, who are another awesome indie interviewing podcast out there.
1: Oh, I and, have talked about the Wombmates. I'm already a fan. I yeah. had we had Jason Ford on the show, and then I did a written interview with him on the outhouse, too.
0: Yeah, we got to know those guys early on back in the day, and they actually were part of our network, uh, part of the Points of Interest podcast network that I curate or co-curate with my buddy El Haquez. And uh, for a long time, they were members of the network. And, uh, they had some other stuff kind of grow and fit on. So, as happens, they've moved on to bigger and better things. Uh, they're actually with the Earth 2 podcast network now. But, uh, fantastic guys. You we were part of the family for a while. And in the back of Human, it says, uh, special thanks to an elegant weapon and the WooMates podcasts. And I was just stupid proud of that. I was like, just, just to know that I had a hand in getting someone else to give a hand to give them a hand. It was just cool, you know?
1: So that's so awesome. That is something similar happened to me too actually twice now. It's kind of weird. Um uh, somebody that's kind of up and coming right now, uh Brian Bird <laughs> with his comic uh oh dear god. Uh Oh boy. Uh um, oh,
0: blank it out.
1: And I know I suck. Damn it. I talked to too many of these people. I with hear one, you? With- Rosalie and uh bullets he um he offered us an ad an ad space in the uh, comics for free uh you know because he came to me he came to me through the indie Huntress page and started talking to me uh about you know his Kickstarter and and wanted to know my thoughts and you know I offered him an interview article on the uh I don't know how a like like, wow, really? He's like, you don't even know me. I'm like, well, shit, you know, you got a Kickstarter going on. You seem like a pretty cool dude. I like, (laughs) let's, let's do it. Why why the hell not? You know, I'd like to promote it for you. And then I introduced him to, um, you know, I run that group on Facebook, Mayhem and Chaos. And I, uh, you know, he was asking me about how else he could get his, the word out. And, you know, I spent a lot of time with him, you know, trying to introduce him to various different podcasters and reviewers and, and helped him, you know, and tried to pimp his Kickstarter for him where I when and where I could. And, um, you know, it, uh, it worked out really well. Now he's friends with a lot of the same mutual people that I am. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, you know, he took some of, you know, he took some of my advice away and then, you know, uh, got on some other, their shows and now he's uh he's running a site now called master plot comics one of the people that i introduced him to was the uh drunk dorks uh with stephanie maynard and now she's writing reviews on his site and he's expanding and doing a lot of different things so he offered me the uh advertisement for the mistresses in mayhem and chaos well you know we decided to end uh, And the show, but Michelle started up a different show on her own, and then she does the stuff with her poetry, and then she's still affiliated through the Digital Nerdage Network, so I had him change the ad over to just advertising for that, for Pacquiao and Corey and and Michelle and and David Patterson, who are all involved in with that crew as well. And then Bob Garr just approached me the other night about putting me into – uh one of his comics um i i don't know if it's going to be through you know he didn't specify if it was going to be through until we sleep or through the primordials a new one that he's working on right now but he's like well can i use you in one of my comics i'm like oh fuck yeah you can that's awesome as shit man thanks
0: that is so cool when that happens, man.
1: That I had interviewed, you know, and the thing of it is, too, is that I don't know about you, but, you know, I get a lot of these guys that are like, oh, do you want some art or do you want some comics or something like this? And I always feel bad. I'm like, no, don't don't do that. You oh, guys shit. Your-
0: no, I'm like, yeah, bring it. What do you got? Yeah, I'll have that. No, a swag, 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 baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like no, and then and then eventually I end up saying okay, fine. Well, you it's
0: know, it's but- more as you grow. Like uh, one uh, one thing that it was it, one of the coolest things that happened to me this year was I was super super lucky enough to do the narration for Jay Fosgate's Bodhi Troll trailer, and uh, for doing was that,
1: oh, I oh. love Bodie.
0: Yeah, the Scot- the Scottish narrator.
1: Yeah, awesome. Okay.
0: Yeah, that was me talking about Bodhi Troll in the land of Hagadorn and such things. And uh, he, for that, he was very, very sweet because for Mother's Day, I got him to draw up uh, two of his famous caricatures, uh, one of my girlfriend and one of my mother. And I gave it to them for their profile pictures for their birthday. And uh, he was kind enough just to do that up as a favor for me because I'd done the narration. And, uh, you know, cause he's a super, super nice, cool guy, but, uh, I didn't feel bad asking him a small favor for, uh, you know, getting the chance to be in his awesomeness too. So yeah, take it. Nah, take it. Totally.
1: <laughs> dude, Jay rocks, dude. I'm sorry, but I gotta stop you. Jay rocks so fucking hard. You have no idea. Like I did an interview with him. I reviewed Bodie on another podcast on the basement fodder show and then I got in contact with him and sent him some money to send one of his books out to Arizona to my aunt who wanted it for a, for a little kid that she knows and that's the son of one of uh, uh, the workers at her business. And then I also commissioned my chinchilla died earlier this year. Oh, right?
0: I'm sorry.
1: He was, I, I'll send you a, I'll send you a picture of the commission after we hang up the phone here, but, oh, um, no.
0: he makes me cry way too often already. I mean, I
1: don't oh know. My God, so the chinchilla is like 14 years old, right? And his name is Jack and he passed away and I cried for like a fucking week. Well, Adam and I always used to joke about how after he died, we were going to, uh, take him and we were going to get him taxidermied and we were going to put a little suit in on him and a top hat and a monocle and get him a little cane and this, that, and the other thing. I'll be damned. Nobody would fucking taxidermy my chinchilla. Really? Yes. Yes. I called, like, six different shops and I was heartbroken and I'm like, I can't do it anyways, you know, because he was all, you know, he died suddenly and it was was a long story, but... But it's (laughs) America! We. Damn it! So we buried him. We buried him in the best way possible. Okay, you're going to love this. I, I know that you are, but we buried him in. We buried, a, we, we live in an apartment, so we buried him at Adam's mom's house, but we wrapped him in a, a cannibal corpse t-shirt and we had this little stuff, Jason, Friday the 13th doll hanging off of his cage for like the last like six years. Aww. And we buried him with that and, and some of his treats and and a couple other things or whatever. So we wrapped them all up in that stuff and we buried him. And then I got in contact with Jay about doing a commission and, of uh, the chinchilla with the with the top hat and the monocle and stuff and I gotta tell you and you know and Jay you know I know I've thanked you for it like a thousand times but if you happen to listen to this and he knows I did the minute that Jay sent me that through through Facebook Messenger the image of it I cried and I cried and I cried for like three hours. Oh. It's so perfect. Like I
0: knew <clears throat>
1: That nobody else would be able to uh, do that as well as Jay because of his animated style, and it was just—it was just perfect. It was, I, w- I want to see him draw everything. Hoped for and then some. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. But
0: yeah, I want to see him draw everything. Whenever I see anything, I'm like, I want to see Jay Fosgate's version of that. Like, I would kill. My God, it is a huge dream of mine to, for him and to Bodie Troll one day be an animated program on the television for the fact that it's just so fun to look at and pretty and beautiful. And he draws from the soul, blah, blah, blah. I just love it. I got a a picture of me and my girlfriend that he did for us up on my wall framed. And I, I see it every time I come down the stairs and it's not one of those pictures that you get just used to being on your wall. So you don't, you know, think about every time I walk down the stairs of my house, I can't help but look at that picture and smile.
1: Oh, totally. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I, I totally, I totally get that. Um, uh, more than, more than, you know, and I've got another, you know, I've got a lot of artwork hanging up in here. Um, And and my other favorite, most favorite piece ever is from Seth DeMoose. Uh, he's the illustrator with uh, on on Dirk's mystery. Okay. another, another I, incredibly nice individual. Oh my god, he was such a sweetheart to me. Okay, I had never. Okay, this was the first piece of art that I had purchased from uh, from uh, from. Uh, <laughs> I can't fucking talk (laughs) i wanted and this was i got this in december and it wasn't too long after i'd met michelle okay michelle let me tell you a little bit more about michelle okay she lives in california i'm in michigan we've never met face to face she's my best fucking friend ever
0: so i just met my (laughs) my best friend ever and he lives in denver and i just met him this year finally
1: (laughs) isn't that awesome
0: yeah twitter's great
1: (laughs) (laughs) All, all of it's great yeah so commissioned, I, I asked him, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I, I'd like um, a, a, a drawing of Michelle and I with Mr. Ree, you know, or, or or something to that effect, but I don't really know what I want. You know, I'm like, do you have some ideas about this? You know, how can we do this? And he, um, dude, man, he killed it. He killed it. I got to I got to send the, I got to send you both of these right now. Do, do you got your face open?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I have to share this with you, okay? First, I'm going to... Oh, God fucking hell. It's, <laughs> the the one that Jay did was upside down. Let me rotate it real quick. I don't know how that happened.
0: <laughs> Hold on, my thing's... Uh, oh, here, I'm opening her, opening her up again. Yeah, there's so many things all the time that I want to get him to draw that I, I can't get him to draw anything because, you know, I, I couldn't decide on one thing. Although... It would really be cool if Jay Foskett is happening to be listening to see what the narrator actually looks like standing next to Bodhi Troll in animated form. But anyways.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We'll, we'll all lobby for it. It'll be awesome. All right. So I just sent you the one that Demoose did of Michelle and I and Mr. Reeve, and now I'm going to send you the one that Jay did. Try not to cry because I did. <laughs> so I cried hot. very,
0: I cried very easily too. So
1: <laughs> it's here? just just looking at, and I still need to get it framed. Um, I've got it. Uh, I just took it out of the plastic, and then I've had it wrapped up in, but um, that is just beyond perfect. So I just sent you below is through Facebook Messenger. Uh,
0: yeah, it's just opening up. We're almost there. <laughs> Computers It's one thing, you know what I have sometimes I try to think of logos, remember them for uh, for t shirts, right? Mm-hmm. And one I've considered is computers kill podcasts. <laughs> oh look at his top hats! That's
1: the best thing ever
0: <laughs> That's pretty damn awesome He's so good.
1: I know.
0: You know what? This is very – I can tell this was very special too uh, as a fan of the Jay Fosgett because he colored – like not colored but it's shaded, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which he does not do often. When he's just doing his little things for people and and making people happy, you don't see this kind of shading from him too often. He cared when he did – not that he doesn't care when he does other things but – I wonder, you know what? I actually kind of picture a tear rolling down his cheek while he drew this.
1: <laughs> you might have, like, I I could tell too, you know that there was a there was a lot of love that went into that, a whole lot of love, and uh, you know I I can't tell you how happy it made me. I I God, I really can't, you know, and and I'll be damned. Uh, Jay was in my comic shop doing a signing, and they changed the hours on it, and I was trying to get out of work to go up there and, and go say hi to Jay, you know, and I didn't get a chance to, and then I just missed him again. He was at the signing earlier in the day with Dan Doherty and Dirk this past Saturday, and I missed him again. But someday, Jay, I will see you in person and shake your hand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, this Seth one is amazing too. He's so great. This is is fantastic. You know, Seth uh, – Like, I told Erin, my girlfriend, I brought her to Motor City this year, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I told her about how special it is there. She just didn't understand. She was like, yeah, yeah, I get you. And then after the first day, she was like, I might have said this earlier. I can't remember. But uh, after the first day, she was like, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Like, you know, there's something weird here. And uh, then her and Seth just clicked, like, instantly. Her and Dirk as well. But, uh Seth and her she just spent the whole weekend hanging out with Seth just sitting at the table with Seth and those two just talked while Seth drew like all weekend. I she's like, you know, everybody was
1: Seth, he- yeah, and I really want to because every time every time I look at that piece I'm still happy as hell with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he's uh he's just another sensational lovable guy you just want to put him in your pocket and take him home with you. Oh my
1: God. You know, so <laughs> adorable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's super, super adorable. They're all adorable down there. It's uh, it's a special thing. But uh, we are winding down to our usual allotted time, so we have to get into the stupid usual podcast logistics. Awesome. So uh, a few things going on very soon. Fan Expo. Oh, goodness. Crystal, you got to come up to Fan Expo sometime.
1: Okay, I will. I need to get my enhanced drivers all these sons, because – I can't get into Canada right now
0: whenever you can, whatever year that may be uh I have a air mattress waiting for you if you need it as uh, is always my open invitation to the Michiganites when they come up. in fact, I had sent that invitation to one mr Joshua warner word, word now I'm getting all cotton ball mouth, Josh <laughs> Werner is coming to Fan Expo, which is very, very exciting. And I know he's very, very excited. So, kids, make sure if you're at Fan Expo Canada that you go see Josh Werner of uh, Jack of Spades and stuff and uh, his cool stuff going down over there. Of course, Volume 2 of The First Hero from Actiony. What is going on with us tonight?
1: I I think I think we're just uh, you know we've been talking so much and getting all excited and everything and we just end up getting a little bit too tongue tied because we want to talk about everything.
0: Yeah, it's so it's it's such a pleasure to meet someone with this, such unabashed enthusiasm to that you know that i often get uh get a little carried away with myself but uh yeah anthony rutgazer of course longtime friend of mine and friend of the show uh what else is going on Ah, uh, not tons not tons but uh as you listen here now to crystal inform you of all the information that will lead you to her and her passionate work pay attention <laughs> pay attention go ahead my dear <laughs>
1: You can find me on the Outhousers website, the Outhousers.com. Just find me on there. Uh, I'm listed as Crystal O'Rourke slash uh, the alias, the Indie Huntress. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Indie Huntress on my page. You can also search out the Mayhem and Chaos group where... You can come and share all of your independent creations with us. There's a lot of great people in there. Reach out. There's a lot of great reviewers and podcasters and other creators in there that are always willing to lend a hand on Twitter at the Indie Huntress.
0: Super, super cool. Kids, please check out Crystal's Crystal Beba. <speaking> Please check out Crystal's work because her passion for indie comics and creators just oozes off the page. And uh, I- I'm so glad to have had the chance to sit and bullshit with you. I've had a fantastic time. It's I hope you funny. have as well.
1: Thank you so much. This was really fun and awesome. <laughs>
0: uh, anytime. Anytime you want to come drop by and hang out, you are more than welcome. Uh everybody, that's Crystal O'Rourke. She is the indie huntress and she is fucking awesome. But that is all we are gonna have this week on an elegant weapon. Take it easy. <laughs>